Pick your area. Inflation has an impact. Consumer spending, housing, health care, manufacturing, real estate, travel, the stock market. Inflation pinches. It also hurts. The official numbers say inflation is slowing, but how long will it take? And we all know prices go higher than paychecks go up. Whether it's chicken or beef, coffee or tea, milk or eggs, we've all seen prices go higher, and we're spending more for the food we eat. We could talk about other things, but I don't want to depress you more than you already are. Now, Christians, though, are different. We aren't supposed to place our hope in our wealth, which is nothing but uncertain. May I remind us... Jesus taught and the Bible speaks about greed, saving, debt, hard work, honesty, planning, stewardship. But let me slow down and remind us, Jesus taught and the Bible teaches only in Christ do we find true wealth. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series with a little unusual name this week called Jesus and the High Price of Eggs. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I need A song going back to 1959, a hit song for Barrett Strong with very interesting lyrics. The best things in life are free, but he wanted money. And I think if we're honest, we sometimes sing this song to ourselves. If I only had a little more money, my life would be better. But if getting more money is what life is all about, then how come we're never satisfied when it comes? Well, as we face challenging financial times here in 2023, With egg shortages and food prices up, with financial experts wondering not if, but when a recession will arrive and how bad it will be, I think it's a good time for us to reflect on what Christ had to say about money and how it really does boil down to a heart issue. Yesterday, we were joined by New Testament scholar, Dr. Ben Witherington. He's thought a lot about Jesus and money. In fact, he has a book by that title, If you missed my time with him yesterday, you can go to haventoday.org and watch the extended interview on video that we have there for you. And then in a few minutes, we'll be joined again by Ben Witherington to talk about how our culture, especially in North America, has lost touch with what the Bible teaches about money. And then we'll go to God's Word to think about finances from God's point of view. But first, I want us to travel to Austin, Texas. I want to talk with a mother of three who knows all too well about the challenging financial times we're living in. Stephanie Moser, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Charles. Such a pleasure. Stephanie, you have three young children and a husband who's in grad school. You mind sharing with us about some of the challenges that you guys have seen financially over the last year? Our family has seen quite a few challenges. Starting about last year, we had a daughter who was exclusively formula fed 
and not seeing our formula in stores, in stock, as well as online. We even experienced um, prices changing when looking at other brands and seeing what was available in our area. It was an extremely stressful time. We even started to have family members offer to find formula for us and have it shipped to us, which was just crazy. It was a very trying time financially. And moving into this year, still seeing things like egg prices jumping up four times more than normal and meat prices have at least doubled so many increases. Um, But yet our salaries have also not doubled and quadrupled to make up for the lack So we have definitely experienced um, some financial struggles the last couple years. Well, I'm sorry to hear about the hardships you've faced, but I am curious how the Lord has been ministering to you and your family during this time. We have also seen the Lord provide, whether it's from family members offering to step in and help us um, and also just as we've needed to make cuts, um, not to buy as much to have in stock in our pantries for future months, just buying what we need daily, monthly, instead of stockpiling what we usually have um, to last us several months. We have seen the Lord provide for what we have needed. We have not gone hungry. We have not um, lacked what we have needed in this season to provide for our kids, even though it has been a stretch financially, we have seen the Lord be gracious to us and our kids are growing and thriving and we are truly grateful for that blessing. Stephanie Moser in Austin, Texas. Thanks so much for sharing from your heart with us today. It's very encouraging to hear about the Lord's goodness in your life. Thanks, Charles, for having me on. Take care. You're listening to Haven Today in a program called Jesus and the High Price of Eggs. Dr. Ben Witherington is going to be back with us in just a moment to talk about Jesus and money. But first, let's hear a song written from a mother's perspective about how God will take care of you. And it's sung for us by Plum. Be not dismayed, God will take care of you Beneath His wings of love abide God will take care of you
Welcome back to Haven Today. Here it is Tuesday, where we're continuing a series this week. We're calling it Jesus and the High Price of Eggs. You know, I think this latest economic season has caused a lot of people to reconsider things. Maybe we aren't living in a sustainable way. And more importantly, maybe we aren't living the way Jesus would have us live. Now, that can be a painful question, I think. Are you and I too taken by the world's ideas of money and finances? Have we lost touch with our ancestors who came through the Great Depression? Or even our spiritual brothers and sisters living in poorer countries around the world? Well, back with me again is my friend, Dr. Ben Witherington. Ben, what have you learned from your parents, maybe even your grandparents who were Christians and lived through the Great Depression of the last century? Yeah. Well, what the Depression taught my parents was you really do need to know how to save for a rainy day. You shouldn't just be going on Amazon and buying whatever you see, whether you've got the resources or not, you know, and then thinking, oh, I'll just pay later. Right. No, I mean, my grandparents taught me pay as you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I live on a teacher's salary. It is not a fortune. And so, I mean, our house is paid for. Our cars are paid for. We take care of our bills every single month and pay them off every month, even if we've used credit cards. We absolutely have lived that way. I mean, when I went into the pastorate in 1980, I was making $12,000 a year plus gas money to go to the hospitals to visit my parishioners. That was it. No way was I going to save much money with a wife and a child, right? When we moved to Ashland, Ohio in 1984, we bought a house for $38,000, which was a fixer upper, right? (laughs) 11 years later, that house only sold in 1995 for $68,000. But it's all Mm. we could afford. Because we're going to, as my granny would say, live within your means or do without, you know. Um, My grandmother was definitely one of those people who could uh, pinch a nickel until the blood vessels in Abraham Lincoln's face burst, you know. (laughs) She, She knew how to do that. And she didn't trust banks because of 1929. She would put her resources in the hope chest, not in the bank. Wow. After 1929, she just didn't trust banks. Now, I'm not telling anybody not to trust the bank anymore. But what I am saying is, are you really circumspect about how you use your money and save your money and spend your money in such a way that you are not encumbered with huge debt? Period. I mean, I worked my way through college. I worked my way through seminary. I came out of seminary with zero debt. And it's not because I had a lot of money. It's because I worked hard. Hmm. You know, um, I don't know that um, Generation X, Y, and Z really understand the principle of you need to earn it before you spend it. Uh, you know, no, mm-hmm. we've got credit cards. We can do whatever we want with credit cards. Mm. Um, it's not a good way to live. No, it's not. So... Preach to me just a little bit more here. How am I, as a follower of Jesus, to live? Well, what I would say is make a list 
of what are actually the necessities in your life and what are actually luxuries in your life. And then once you've made an itemized list, ask yourself, how much am I spending on A and how much am I spending on B? And is there a gross imbalance here, right? Is most of my spending of my liquidatable assets on luxuries? And when I say luxuries, I don't mean, for example, do I have a car or not? I mean, I don't live in England. When I lived in England, I could get on a bus or a train or a plane. I honestly didn't need a car. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. United States, that, that ain't, that ain't going to fly in the United <laughs> States, right? We do right. need a car, but you need a car that's going to be sturdy, that's going to hopefully last a long time. Uh, what you don't need is is a $90,000 pickup truck, hmm. which you will not use the up for anything. <laughs> just riding along. I mean, those are the kind of things you need to think about, right? Hmm. How can I live a simpler lifestyle? There are ways to be a good witness in the way that you uh, extend your resources for necessities of life, like food, shelter, clothing, and transportation. Hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. This is Haven Today. Ben Witherington talking with us about how we can be better stewards with our money as Christ followers. After the program, I want to send you a copy of his book called Jesus and Money. It's drawn straight out of Scripture, and I can say it's the best book on money I've ever read. And I think it will not only bless you, but it will help you deal with your heart and money from a Christ-centered perspective. You just need to call us after the program, and you can do that at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. But let me make another suggestion. Go to our website and watch the extended interview on video that I did with Dr. Witherington. And then you can ask for a copy of his book, Jesus and Money. Just go to haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever read the book of Ecclesiastes? I couldn't help but think about this Old Testament book as I spoke with Ben. It may not be one of the most popular books in all the Bible, and I think that's because we often don't understand what it's saying. Basically, it's a book that's looking at life, warts and all, And it realizes that there is a lot of vanity in this life. That means there are a lot of times when our expectations don't match up with reality. Nothing in creation can satisfy us. Only the Lord can. And that's true about money and wealth, too. Listen to these words. I'm reading them from Ecclesiastes 5. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. And isn't that a great temptation today, especially if you live in the West, where we have so much more than other people in other places? We just want a little bit more. Maybe a little larger salary. Maybe a little less taxes. Have a slightly newer car. Or a house that's a little larger. But, you know, that's not what you find in the Bible. And that's what Ecclesiastes goes on to tell us. 
everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. When God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, they should accept their lot and be happy in their toil. This is a gift of God. And you know, Jesus said something similar to this in Matthew 6. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And here's a famous line. Where your treasure is, Jesus told us, there your heart will be also. As we deal with this strange economy and inflation and the high price of eggs, where is your treasure today? Is it in your money, your possessions? Is it in your wealth and income that can never satisfy you? Or do you have something even better than that? Do you have treasure in heaven? Years ago, that famous theologian named Augustine wrote some of the most famous words in church history. It was in a prayer to the Lord that he said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. How true that is. We weren't made for money or inheritances or the rat race of this life. We were made for the Lord. And in Christ Jesus, we have access to him. We have salvation, treasure in heaven that can never be destroyed or stolen, treasure that can never be reduced by inflation. In Jesus, we have all we could ever need or want. And that changes how we look at money, how we think about our finances. As we review them every month, every day, we can trust in Christ and store up for ourselves treasures in heaven.
the scripture memory kids with some adults joining them and a song called treasure in heaven here on this haven today based on matthew 6 those words they sang the words of jesus i hope you've been encouraged today to think about the message of that song we just heard where is your treasure money isn't bad in and of itself In fact, we certainly can use money for God's glory. The Bible says it can be a root of evil. How can something be both good and bad? Well, that's just one of the subjects that Dr. Ben Witherington explores in his book that's called Jesus and Money. Let me be honest. Our Lord had some hard things to say to the rich, but also to the poor and all of us in between. He told a rich man to give everything away and follow him. He praised a widow with nearly nothing for tithing everything she had. And he told everyone to give to Caesar all that's Caesar's. How do we deal with all of this in a world that teaches happiness can only come from things that money can buy? Well, when you read Ben Witherington's book, he'll help you sort these things out through Scripture and the words of Jesus. I'd like you to have a copy of Ben's book, Jesus and Money, A Guide for Times of Financial Crisis. It's a rare as well as an eye-opening book on how we need to perceive money through the eyes of our Savior. Why don't you call us right now? Why don't you make a gift to the ministry out of whatever the Lord has provided you with? But ask for a copy of Jesus and Money. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN. 865 Haven. And let me emphasize, I really would like to suggest that you go online and there you can watch the video we posted with Ben Witherington that shows the full interview with him. And that's there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And one more thing, we still have Spurgeon's morning and evening for your gift to the ministry. It's a great way to get rooted in God's Word daily. Ask about it when you call. Read more about it online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? And again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you've ever gone through the process of buying a home, then you know the most important thing, location, location, location. A house could have great bones on a lot of land, but it's not in the right place. Its value is dramatically different. Where you are has a deep connection with who you are, and as believers in the Lord, this truth couldn't be more encouraging. More than 50 times the Apostle Paul tells us where we are in him, in Christ. We walk in his love, we live in his presence, and that makes all the difference. Apart from him, we're hopelessly lost. But location, 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 in him, we're bestowed with the greatest love, love that gave itself for us. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.